Welcome to The Career Studio, a USU career services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I am so excited to have Jorge Espinoza de Leon here with me today. Jorge, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate you inviting me to the show. Absolutely. Well, we're looking forward to it. Where he earned his bachelor's degree in civil engineering and master's degree in structural engineering, both from Utah State University. While in school, he landed two engineering internships with Boeing, one specifically geared towards payload design engineering and the other towards structural and payload design engineering. He went on to work for Cartwright Architects and Engineers as a structural engineer upon graduation. He is currently pursuing a second master's degree in project management from the University of Southern California and currently works for Boeing as a structural and payloads design engineer. In Jorge's spare time, he enjoys playing Pokemon video games. So I have to ask a follow-up question. What kind of games are we talking? Is this Pokemon Go? Is this some classic throwbacks on the GameCube or Xbox? What's your thing? (laughs) Yeah, so I definitely still play Pokemon. I've played pretty much all the Pokemon games on Game Boy. Still play some on the phone too, uh, Uh Pokemon Go. And so, (laughs) so, you know, whenever I have some spare time, I play Pokemon or, you know, I also play other video games, but I definitely do enjoy Pokemon. So a good pick by all means. Well, I love Mm -hmm. it. So this month, we are focusing on the concept of mentors and how they help shape us throughout our careers. So before we dive into that concept deeper today, I'd love to learn just a little bit more about your current position working with Boeing as a structural and payloads design engineer. I guess I want to know what does that job look like on a daily basis? Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of different now with COVID everything's changed. But before that, it was where I worked is called the Interiors Responsibility Center. And it's in Everett, Washington. And what we do there is we design all of the interiors for the 737, the 777X and the 787. So basically, as an engineer, I have to come in and either design new parts or work on profitability projects or manufacturing projects and just put out any fires whenever we had some pieces (laughs) that were not manufactured correctly. So I'd have to go on, deploy some root cause analysis, find out what's wrong and then fix it as soon as possible because we had a lot of airplanes back before all this stuff happened. We were producing a lot of airplanes, so we had to move quick. But now kind of things slowed down for us uh, with some of the issues with the 737 not flying and then with COVID. So now it's looking a little different. I'm working (laughs) from home now. So it's been definitely challenging because we have to be able to see the parts that we're manufacturing. But we've been able to make it work just using better communication and talking to the mechanics who are making the parts and, and just being on top of things like that. But I definitely do enjoy working from home. So so cool. And yeah, it's interesting how everybody's jobs have shifted typically a little bit, at least with COVID. Yeah. I'm curious to learn more about how you learned about this line of work. Were you in school and heard about it? Or where did your journey with this kind of begin? Oh man, my journey has been crazy. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about, I started in school at Utah State and I started doing political science. So I actually have a bachelor's of arts in law and constitutional studies. Interesting. Uh, Yes. And then I went out and I worked, I did an internship in the U.S. Senate for Senator Mike Lee. And then after that, I landed a job working at Western Governors University as a counselor. But it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was not what I was expecting, you know, (laughs) the jobs like looking to do net. What do I do next? You know, so I ended up deciding to come back and getting an engineering degree. So I finished civil engineering and then went on to my master's and throughout doing my bachelor's in civil 
civil engineering. I joined the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, and that's where I met a ton of cool people, a lot of people that served as mentors to me, right? Because yeah. I had no idea, you know, they opened so many doors for me. One of my good friends, Jose Campos, he was the president at SHEP, and he's the one that invited me to join. I'll just get my degree and go on work, you know, but he opened so many doors and so many networking opportunities for me. So I joined SHEP and I've been at SHEP for four or five years now. And so every year we go to a national conference and the best companies, you know, Boeing, Facebook, Caterpillar, Honda, Toyota, they all come to the conference and they give out internships and jobs right on the spot. And so I went in there and I had a few interviews and things like that, but it wasn't with companies that I wanted. So I always ended up coming back, but I tried working like interviewing at Boeing actually three times. And the third time was a charm. That's when they actually get me my first internship. So I went out and worked in Renton on the 737 program and just on a fast paced environment. I actually helped them develop change of design for the interior windows for the 737. So my wow. design changes will be implemented on all of the 737. 37 airplanes. So that was a pretty cool project because I had to test on the airplane and then uh, 3D print my prototypes and test them again. And so that was a very good learning experience. And then the next following summer, I came back to Boeing, did another internship. And then I worked at the Interior Responsibility Center and then they offered me a job there. So upon graduation, finishing my master's, I came back there. Wow. What a cool journey. And I feel like if someone were to meet you today, they would say, oh my goodness, this guy has it all figured out. Such no. a cool <laughs> career path. But I I know that you have a really interesting backstory. In fact, you had mentioned that at one point you were actually homeless. And so yeah. I'd love to have you walk us through kind of from that point to where you are now at Boeing and kind of fill us in on how that all worked out. Yeah, I think in the past I wasn't, I didn't really like sharing much of my story just because I felt embarrassed. I didn't want to really share it, but I feel like the more I shared it with other people, people were telling me kind of inspiring, which you don't think about yourself as that. So I started sharing more, but I still... No, I just, I've never been like a person that opens themselves up. When I was about 13, 14 years old, my family and I, my parents lost everything. So we were homeless for about a year. We had to go and stay with an aunt in a little room. It was like my mom, my dad, and my two brothers. And we just slept all in one bed. So definitely kind of helps you grow and learn at a very young age. It gives you a lot of resiliency and perspective. It makes you believe more in yourself. I, I think, you know, my parents always encouraged that in me. And so finally, my parents they couldn't do anything else. So uh, we decided to move here to the US. So we came here from Mexico and we've been here for a while, you know, and even going to school, it was kind of hard because we didn't really speak English 100%. So we had to, my brothers and I, we had to get up to speed. I remember coming in, I think it was my sophomore year. So I took the SAT and I somehow I passed it. So I was able to get into college, but I didn't get really a lot of help going to college. It was yeah. literally me finding my way through through college. So that was a daunting process because I didn't get a lot of help. And some people were able to help, but I always had to do pretty much everything on my own with the help of my parents, obviously, my family. So, yeah. um, so they've always supported me and I'm really grateful to have them in my life. So... Thank you so much for sharing that extremely personal story. I so appreciate you talking about those things and sharing light and hope for people who maybe college isn't a super easy process for. Like you said, maybe there's not a lot of direction yeah. or a lot of support. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I would love to know more about some of the people who did guide you. It sounds like you had some great support, especially once you <laughs> kind of entered college and, and beyond. So maybe talk to us about some of the mentors that you have encountered throughout your, your time so far. My first mentor was Dr. Adalis Villanueva, 
who I met through the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. She was a professor at the engineering education department. She actually just left to another position uh, this last year, but we still keep in touch whenever, you know, I always ask her advice on any, any big moves I got to do. I always text or email her and ask for advice. So she actually gave me my first job in, in engineering. Uh, it was a research job for uh, electrodermal activity. And it's basically some, uh, it's some research that she was involved with. So she was studying the effects that stress has on engineering students when they're doing homework or tests. And so I helped her develop an algorithm to convolute the signals so that we could read them and process them. I have different mentors for different things that I want to accomplish. I have mentors, for example, you know, I have another mentor at USU, Dr. Wade Goodridge, who is also one of my good friends now. But whenever I have any questions about career moves or things that I should consider, I always reach out to him. But within Boeing, I also have mentors, right? Um, You know, whenever I'm networking or kind of like navigating the corporate scene, I've been able to have create some mentors and those relationships. And one of my mentors, my former manager, if I'm looking to apply to other jobs or any questions that I have regarding my career, I always go to him. And then I have another mentor who is, she is uh, one of the VPs at the IRC, vice president. Mm-hmm. And so she's done a lot of cool things. Also, when I when I need to know who to talk to or things to consider, I always go to her, you know. And yeah. so Boeing provides that, which is pretty cool. You know, if you can reach out to even the CEO and, and see if they're available. You know, it might take you two or three months to schedule a meeting, but they will make that time for you because they realize mentoring is very important in the corporate world and also in college. And you need those mentors. Mentors will make your life easier because they will help you. They will revise your resume if you ask them to, or they will give you advice on where to apply, how to apply, or they could even connect you to the right people. Definitely. Which is very, very helpful. So growing your network is definitely very important and mentors are a huge part of it. I totally agree. And I'm curious, as you look at those different mentors, was there any particular skills or attributes that they all seem to have? I think they all have one particular skill that I have. And I'm, I'm always looking for people who are resilient and perseverant, people who have been able to overcome difficult situations. So um, most of the people that I associate with definitely have that skill or ability. But I also look for other skills. For example, a VP at Boeing, she has tons of leadership and management experience. So I go to her whenever I'm wondering about how to grow those skills because she's done it before and, and she can help me cut the time that I need to learn how to do project management and things like that. I would say mentors, it depends on what side of yourself you want to grow. And so at least for me, that's the way I approach, you know, when I make a relationship with a mentor. And let me just say like, not all mentoring relationships will work just because that's just being human and you won't be able to get along with everyone for sure. because I've tried to get mentors from a lot of people. And so you can tell when you are <laughs> clicking, you know, when there's that click. And so I would advise people not to get discouraged because not all mentors will want to help. Yeah, that's a I great point. Work on it and see if it clicks. Definitely. Love that advice. And I agree that not all people that we come in contact with have to be a mentor, just like you said. And finding the people who are good fits for us is so key and so important. Yeah. So I love that. So previously, mm-hmm. you had talked about being involved with the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers and also Latinas in Action. And I was wondering, you had mentioned having some great mentors in those different situations. But I was also wondering on the flip side, if you got to mentor other people while serving in those areas. 
Yes. So I still keep in touch with most of the people that were in SHIP. We call it SHIP, you know, it's just a, you know, to reduce the name. But yes, I still keep in touch with a lot of them. Jose Campos, he's one of my good friends. He works at Boeing too. He actually started before I did. So I always, you know, whenever I have questions, I also go to him <laughs> to find some knowledge because Boeing has tons and tons of things out there. So finding the right resources can be very, very painful and take a long time if you don't know who to ask. <laughs> so I always go to him. He's been a great mentor in that sense and a great friend. And then I also have a good friend there, Oscar Marquina, and he's worked at McKinsey and Company, a huge consulting firm. And now uh, recently, I, I believe he, he moved on to Discover. Whenever I have questions, I, I always go to him just to make sure I'm going and pursuing the right things. At the end of the day, it's always up to you, you know, but I like getting that advice because I know those people think differently than I do. So it's very, very beneficial to me to hear other points of view. But in the end, you have to make that decision. But yes, I still help some people. Some people I keep in touch with the current president of SHEP at USU. Her name is Lucila Campos. And, and I still keep in touch with her. And she's a great leader. And whenever she's got questions about a resume or, or how to do an interview or things like that, I always help them out. So I'm always open to helping people. I've also developed curriculum for high school students. Back in the day, I helped an ACT course for Hispanic kids that wanted to take the ACT, you know, just kind of help them brush up and get better in math and science and English. And so those are great opportunities because they ask, you know, how is college and, and what should I expect? Yeah, uh, We actually developed a program where we took him up to USU and walked him around campus. And then we connected them with the right resources and we helped them talk to the right people in a missions and all that kind of stuff. So cool. Looking at all those experiences where we get to give back can be really rewarding. And I was just curious, was there anything that you learned from being a mentor, from being able to help other people? Yeah, I think being a mentor means that you learn about how to be a better leader because a lot of times you have to be empathetic and listen to people. So so that skill, listening, is very, very beneficial when you are where you're wanting to be a leader because being a leader is all about listening and getting to know your teammates and understanding where they're coming from because in the end of the day, those people will be the ones probably doing most of the work and you're just going to be putting it together and guiding it and making sure the project or whatever is done. Being a mentor is very helpful in that way. It helps you kind of work on those skills on a daily basis or whenever you're doing it. And then you can go back and, and apply that knowledge when you're working on, on big projects, you know, where, for example, at Boeing, there's people from all over the world that you have to work with and you have to listen to. And there's religions, you know, all kinds of religions, all kinds of people. So if you're not good at listening, then you're not going to get anywhere. You got to make sure that you understand why some people act the way they do and why why they do the things they do. And so being a mentor to people definitely helps you do that. And so being a leader is also about developing your team and mentoring people is all about that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'd say anyone that wants to be a good leader needs to be a good, <laughs> you know, needs to be mentoring people. I love that perspective. And I love this idea of gaining that skill of listening and then applying it. Like you said, not only using that skill when you mentor, but also in other aspects like leadership. So I love that thought. As we're talking about some of your educational experiences, I'm curious what prompted you to take on a second 
master's degree? A second one. Well, um, as an engineer, I don't think they tell you, but you're going to be managing your own projects and the projects that you will be managing will be huge. Right now, I'm working on projects that are quarter million dollar profitability projects. So it's daunting kind of putting all the pieces together. I've never taken any management classes or anything, and I want to learn the science behind it. And so that is why I decided to do a second master's in project management because I want to learn the science behind it. I want to become more efficient. I want to know more about cost reduction, profitability, and how do I implement that into the engineering world, which is complicated. I don't think people realize it is extremely complicated to put an airplane up in the air. Just so many like millions of pieces that have to go in and you have to be able to take all of those things into consideration so that you are able to perform your job in a safe manner. And so um, I definitely want to learn the science behind it. So that's why I decided to go on to another master's degree. I love that. And that makes total sense, especially as you're applying it to further your career. So I love that. Well, I have one final question. And that question is, if you could give one piece of advice about finding good life mentors, what would it be? Honestly, for me, it was just kind of lucky. I'll tell you how I met Dr. Villanueva. We were at SHEP. It was like 2015, 2016. I can't remember the year. She was a speaker there. And so she was talking about the research that she was doing at USU. And so I remember after I had an interview, I can't remember what company it was, but I didn't get the internship or the job. And so I was kind of just being like, what am I going to do? You know, I came here to get an internship or a job and I was feeling the pressure. And then you feel the pressure because other people are getting internships or jobs and you shouldn't because, you know, everyone's different and everyone's timings is different. My friend Jose took me to meet Dr. Villanueva and, she, and he said, you know, you got to meet her. She's, she's awesome. You know, you, she's helped me with my career and, and development. So she, he made the introduction and we just kind of hit it off and she was always on my corner, you know. And so, um, man, I don't know. I, I would say it's like kind of like finding a friend, you know, for me is like I talk to someone and if we can develop our relationship, that's awesome, you know. Um, you can sense it, who's willing to help and who's not. And so for me, that's been just the way I do it. You know, I go on and have a talk with, with someone and then I ask for help, you know, not immediately. I just see we get to know each other. And a lot of times they even mention it to me. Maybe they just like me or not, or we click and then like, Oh, you know, if you ever need any help with your resume or this or that, then, you know, reach out to me. And, and so I do reach out and then we, that's how we start developing that connection, but it's never felt like it's been forced relationship. It's always something you got to give back. They're also learning from you. You know, they're not just listening for example, if you send them your resume. So if they're a manager, they're also looking at resume and they're kind of working on those skills because they got to look at a lot of resumes. And so they're also working on their own skills. So you got to think about those things because like I said, listening to, they're also working on that skill. So in networking too, right? Because someday you might be the president or vice president of the company and they don't, you don't know, right? Uh, You don't know where someone's going to end up. So that's also another thing about being a mentor and a mentee, you know, uh, networking is huge, I would say. Absolutely. Such great insights. Jorge, I so appreciate you being so open with us and and vulnerable, sharing some experiences that are really personal and for sharing the steps that you've taken to find success in your own life. It's so inspiring. So thank you so much for being willing to share that with us today. To learn more about Jorge and his upcoming projects, feel free to connect with him on LinkedIn. More information is in our bio below. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please remember to join us next week as we begin to discuss our new monthly theme of how to get real world experience with an internship.